The Book of Revelation Unveiled Chapter 7, Satan's War Against the People of God Revelation 12 first takes us back to the birth of Jesus to show that the Messiah and God's chosen people are the main focus of Satan's hatred and wrath. Then it moves us forward to the time of Christ's second coming. Satan's warfare against God's people, including Jesus Christ, the natural descendants of the ancient Israel, and all true Christians, is the primary subject of Revelation 12 and 13. These chapters explain the devil's motivation and introduce a worldly and introduce the worldly powers he employs in this end time in his end time battle against Christ and his servants. John begins. Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. Revelation 12 verses 1 through 2. This woman symbolizes the people of God, chosen to be the light of the world. In contrast with the woman of Revelation, in contrast with the woman of Revelation 17, who is the mother of harlots. The imagery here recalls the ancestral history of ancient Israel. The patriarch Joseph described one of his revelo one of his revelatory dreams to his family. Described one of his revelatory dreams to his family. Then he said, "Look, I have another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he took his father, so he took it to his father, Jacob or Israel, and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down, indeed come down, indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? Indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? Genesis 37, verses 9 through 10. Nevertheless, after Joseph became Pharaoh's chief deputy in Egypt, his family did bow down before him. His dream proved to be a revelation from God. His dream proved to be a revelation from God. Jacob, Joseph's father, quickly grasped the symbolism in Joseph's dream. The sun represents Jacob, the moon his wife, and the stars his sons, twelve in all, counting Joseph. In other words, the symbolism in Joseph's dream referred to Jacob's family from which the ancient nation of Israel developed. The woman in Revelation 12, clothed with these same symbols, also represent Jacob's family after it has expanded into a nation, God's chosen people. Many hundreds of years after the time of Joseph, the Jews, descendants of the tribes of Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, and a few remnants of the other tribes, were the only descendants of ancient Israel remaining in Palestine. The mighty Roman Empire dominated them when the time came for Jesus, the Messiah, to be born in the Jewish nation. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Revelation 12, verse 5. But notice what happened immediately after Christ's birth. Satan, symbolized by the dragon, stood before the woman who was ready to give birth 
to devour her child as soon as it was born. Verse 4. The Gospels record how Satan influenced Herod, the Jews' Roman-appointed king, to murder all male children two years old and younger in and around Bethlehem in an attempt to eliminate the potential threat to his throne. Matthew 2, verse 16. The king didn't know how God had already spared Jesus by having his human parents whisk him off to Egypt until Herod died. Verses 13 through 14. Because of God's loving care, Satan was prevented from destroying the favored woman. Revelation 12, verse 6. Nevertheless, Satan will again relentlessly persecute and kill God's people at the time of the end. Satan's All-Out War Notice the next event, and war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Verses 7 through 9. This event comes shortly before Christ returns to bring salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. Verse 10. So God's angel announces, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell with them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea! Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea! For the devil has come down on you, having great wrath, because he knows he has a short time. Verse 12. When Satan loses his battle with God's angels, he directs his fury at the people of God, symbolically, re- symbolically represented by the man, symbolically represented by the woman mentioned earlier. Verse 13. Eventually, the spiritual Israel of God, who are now members of His church, see Galatians, see Galatians 6, verse 16, 3, verses 7 and 29, Romans 2, verses 25 through 29 and Romans 2, verses 25 through 29. God promises His favored woman a place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a times, three and a half years, from the presence of the serpent, verse 14. God will intervene to help the woman survive during this time of unbelievable affliction, verses 15 through 16. Satan's war will be directed not only against the natural, physical offspring of Israel, as at the birth of Christ, but even more specifically against the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Verse 17. Notice that Satan will especially rage against the commandment-keeping saints who follow the actual teachings of Christ. Though some are prophesied to survive the Satan-inspired onslaught, The scriptures reveal that many others will be martyred. As Christ already warned, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated among all nations for my name's sake. Matthew 24, verse 9. The Persecuting Empire The geopolitical power most actively involved in this persecution of God's people, an end-time revival of the Roman Empire, as we will see, is introduced in Revelation 13 as a beast rising out of the sea, having seven heads and seven horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads 
a blasphemous name. Verse 1. This beast receives his power, his throne, and his great authority from the dragon, Satan. Verse 2. Compare 12, verse 13. Its characteristics are those of a leopard, a bear, and a lion. Revelation 13, verse 2. Centuries earlier, Daniel wrote of these same beasts as symbolic of the successive empires of Babylon, Persia, and Greece. Daniel 7, verses 4 through 6. Compare with Daniel 8, verses 19 through 22. Each of which would rule the Holy Land. Later, that territory would be captured and controlled by Rome, synonymous with the terrifying fourth beast Daniel described. John writes about the revival of this ancient system. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. Revelation 13, verse 3. At the time of the end, all these ancient empires will be seen, from a historical perspective, to have been permanently destroyed, but much of their ancient cultural and religious heritage have been carefully preserved. From this heritage, the end-time revival of the Roman Empire, a powerful alliance of ten kings, or rulers, in our day having titles such as President, Prime Minister, or Chancellor, will arise shortly before Christ returns. In Daniel 2, the heritage of this powerful end-time kingdom, or empire, is depicted as a statue of a human figure composed of four metals, verses 31-33. Its head represents Nebuchadnezzar's Neo-Babylonian Empire, verses 37-38, which conquered and destroyed Jerusalem in 586 B.C. The dominant power after Babylon, represented by the other parts of the image, were the Medo-Persian Empire, the Greco-Macedonian Empire established by Alexander the Great, and the Roman Empire, verses 39-40. The final manifestation of this system is represented by the feet of the statue, as the toes were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. And just as you saw iron mixed with baked clay, so the people will be a mixture and will not remain united any more than iron mixes with clay. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. Verses 42-44 NIV In other words, the ten toes of this image will exist in the time of the end and will be smashed by the returning Jesus Christ. Verses 34 and 44-45 through 45. The ten toes on the statue of Daniel 2 apparently correspond to the ten horns on the beast of Revelation 17. What then do these ten horns signify? The ten horns which you saw are the ten kings. Revelation 17 has the answer. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdoms as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beasts. These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them. And the Lamb will overcome them. Revelation 17, verses 12 through 14. The beast these horns collectively form will be a short-lived, end-time empire ruled by Satan. As we will later see, it will be commercially driven, religious and military, it will be a commercially driven, 
political, religious, and military entity similar to the empire ruled by ancient Babylon. The beast that appeared to John in Revelation 13 is a composite of the empires represented by the image described in Daniel 2 and the four beasts of Daniel 7. The fourth beast in Daniel 7 was the Roman Empire, described as a different described as different from those that had preceded it, described as different from those that preceded it. The composite beast of Revelation 13 is a resurrection of that Roman Empire, incorporating the characteristics of the three earlier empires, incorporating the characteristics of the three earlier empires. John clearly refers to the other empires when he says, Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, the Greek Roman Empire. His feet were like the feet of a bear, the Persian Empire. And his mouth like the mouth of a lion, ancient Babylon. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and his great authority. His throne and great authority. Verse 2. Notice how powerful this beast, possessing many key characteristics of the persecuting empires preceding it, will be in its end-time manifestation. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given authority to continue for forty-two months. And he was given authority to continue for forty-two months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war against the saints and overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Revelation 13, verses 3-7 through The book of Revelation reveals, from more than one perspective, the emergence of this vast, end-time empire governed from a great city God labels Babylon the Great. Revelation 17, verse 5 The reference here being to Rome. This final resurrection of the Roman Empire centered in Europe, is destined to become the world's dominant superpower. Satan will use it as his principal weapon against Christ and his people at the end of the age. Satan will cause the human dictator of the end-time beast-like empire, who is also referred to as the beast, to be worshipped worldwide. Satan will give this coming dictator the power to transform his and Satan's political and military objectives into a worldwide religious crusade. John explains, All who dwell on earth will worship him, whose names have not been whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Revelation thirteen verse eight. The religious factor. Next John says, Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, but spoke like a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast on his behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the five beasts and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. Revelation 13 verses 11 through 12 in IV. Who is the second beast? He is a tool of Satan. 
He is a tool of Satan who uses his position and authority to influence humankind, to influence humankind to worship the first beast. How will he persuade the masses to accept such arrogance? He will be a skillful deceiver, directly manipulated, directly manipulated and empowered by Satan. He performs great signs, so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he has granted to do so in the sight of the beast. Telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Verses 13 through 15. John later describes this powerful religious leader as the false prophet who had performed the miraculous signs on his, the beast's, behalf. Revelation 19, verse 20, NIV. The false prophet is evidently the satanically led leader of a false religious system represented by the immoral woman riding the beasts in Revelation 17. See the two women of Revelation within this booklet. Paul also foretold the coming of a superpower deceiver. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 8-10 through 10. Tragically, most people will be hoodwinked into believing him. Is emperor worship possible again? To most of us, the prophesied scenario of the worldwide worship of the beast much like the worship of the Roman emperors of old, may appear too incredible ever to reoccur in this modern era. But as recently as World War II, the Japanese people were required to worship the emperor of Japan. Their soldiers enthusiastically waged war on his behalf. We should also remember that in our lifetime, we should also remember that in our lifetime, many religious leaders have arisen who represented themselves as divine beings in the flesh. Some have successfully seduced many thousands of followers from all walks of life. At times, deluded disciples have willingly forfeited their lives at such leaders' whims. The idea that the modern masses could not be deluded by, fin- could not be deluded by a fanatical leader, especially one with a powerful, charismatic personality, is simply not true. History proves it's all too possible. The second beast described in the second beast described in Revelation 13 represents itself as the lamb, like Christ, but speaks like a dragon, the devil. He will seduce the world into worshiping the first beast, verse 12. He will even influence and seduce the merchants of international commerce to such an extent that no one will be able to buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Verse 17. For additional information, see the mark and the number of the beast. Page 51. Page 51. 
Winners and Losers The second beast described in Revelation 13 represents himself as a lamb, like Christ, but speaks like a dragon, the devil. He will seduce the world into worshiping the first beast. Verse 12 He will even influence and seduce the merchants of international commerce to such an extent that no one may buy or sell except for one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Verse 17 For additional information, listen to The Mark and Number of the Beast within this audiobook. Winners and Losers The inevitable outcome of Satan's war against the servants of God is the subject of chapter 14 and the first four verses of chapter 15. Here the real winners and losers are clearly declined are clearly delineated in divine messages delivered by angels. Christ, represented as a lamb, is pictured in the midst of the 144,000 who have his Father's name written on their foreheads. Revelation 14, verse 1. These are described as those who have faithfully followed Christ, the lamb, instead of the beast, even during this time of great tribulation. Verse 4. John describes these loyal and worthy servants of Christ as without fault before the throne of God. Revelation verses 4 through 5. He continues, And I saw what looked like a sea of glass mixed with fire and, standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and his image and over the number of his name. They held harps given them by God and sang the song of Moses, the servant of God and the song of the Lamb. Revelation 15 verses 2 through 3 Revelation 15 verses 2 through 3 NIV Compare verse 14 Compare 14 verse 3 John sees them in his vision singing and rejoicing ultimately the real winners in this great spiritual conflict John also sees that before this war is over every nation tribe language and people will have this eternal gospel message proclaimed to them Fear God and give Him the glory, because the hour of His judgment has come. Worship Him who made the heavens the earth. Revelation 14, verses 6-7, NIV. During this time, the impending fall and destruction of that great city of Babylon, these are described as those who have faithfully followed Christ, the Lamb, instead of the beast, even during this time of great tribulation. Verse 4. John describes these loyal and worthy servants of Christ as without fault before the throne of God. Verses 4-5 through He continues, And I saw what looked like a sea of glass mixed with fire, and standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and his image, over the beast and his image, and over the number of his name. They held harps given to them by God, and sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Revelation 15, verses 2 through 3, NIV, compare 14, verse 3. John sees them in his vision, singing and rejoicing, ultimately the real winners in this great spiritual conflict. John also sees that before this war is over, every nation, tribe, language, and people will have this eternal gospel message proclaimed to them. Fear God and give Him the glory, because the hour of His judgment has come. 
Worship him who made the heavens, the earth. Revelation 14, verses 6 through 7, NIV. During this time, the impending fall and destruction of that great city of Babylon the Great is announced by another angel. Verse 8. John also plainly identifies the losers in the war for the spiritual control of humanity. If anyone worships the beast and his image, and receives the mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. Verses 9 and 10. The judgment of people who follow the ways of Satan, a judgment God's servants have long anticipated, is at hand. The saints have every reason to be confident in the outcome. But in the meantime, the trials of God's people are not over. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the saints who obey God's commandments and remain faithful to Jesus. I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, for their deeds will follow them. Verses 12-13 NIV Apparently, to the very end, Satan will send his deceived human instruments to pursue and murder those who truly try to obey and serve God. Then follows a description of Christ and an angel removing the wicked and their wickedness from the earth like a farmer would remove grain from a field with a sickle or gather the clusters of grapes from the earth's vine. Verses 14 through 18 NIV. Those who are gathered are thrown into great winepress of God's wrath verses 19 through 20 in IV. God will express his wrath through the seven last plagues, last because with them God's wrath is complete. Revelation 15 verse 1 in IV.